0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, RBC Heritage. Update! We're doing a live chat here, and we're going to get to that here in a few seconds. Remember, everyone, smash the like button if you're out there. That keeps this live chat free at all times throughout the course of the year, as long as we continue to do these chats, and as long as there's an interest in golf, let me tell you, we're going to be doing a lot of these golf chats. I am currently giving away 20 Millionaire Maker tickets so a free entry into this week's Millionaire Maker. If you go to my Twitter page at PME, you will find how to do that up there right now. The contest closes at 2, so if you're not following me on Twitter, you probably missed it. You can go over there right now and check that all out. Welcome, everyone, coming in. We've had the shows from earlier in the week, the first look, the bets, the DraftKings preview. Now we're really going to try to hammer down on what we're going to do. So before we get into the chat and into my updated card full of losing picks this week, I guarantee you that, uh, I do want to let everyone know that the PME Open DraftKings contest, the best tournament on DraftKings, is full. You filled it up so early, they've expanded it to five thousand entries for next week. This is a rake-free tournament. And first prize is staying the same. It's always gonna be five thousand bucks, which means that the payouts for this tournament, super flat. So if you come in like 74th, you're going to make like a decent amount of money, unlike a lot of the other tournaments on DraftKings, which are very top heavy. And then, you know, you basically don't even double your money if you cash at all. In the PME Open, you will double your money if you come in the cash whatsoever. We really worked hard on the structure of the payouts of this tournament, and it's one that can sustain itself over time, even if you cash one of the three entries that you're eligible to put in every single week. So be on the lookout for that. One of my first look comes out on Sunday for next week's tournament at. L travelers then you will have the opportunity to get in and i mean it filled by like 5 p.m on tuesday this week i would say just go reserve your spot right away to make sure that you're in and playing the best tournament on DraftKings. also if you want to generate lineups quickly check out a simulator or use the most customizable customizable stat database on the planet fantasynational.com slash mayo or promo mayo that will get you 20 percent off highly recommend People go check this out. Go do that now. And also, if you're listening to this on the audio version, which everyone can do after, I mean, this is live, so you can't listen to the podcast right now, but it'll, it'll be out about 10 minutes after this show ends, uh, please leave a five-star review. Just you know, take your phone. Open it up. Just scroll to the bottom. You don't even need to leave a review. Just scroll to the bottom of your iPhone and be like, boom, five stars. Takes literally two seconds to do. So please help up the show by doing that. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have the entire UFC breakdown for DraftKings and the betting side with Cody and Paul. So I, if, if golf's not your bag or you're doing poorly at golf, you might want to hop in on some UFC. That show has been dynamite over the last six weeks or so, really piling up a lot of winners there. Then Friday and Saturday, the – Part three and four of the ultimate funniest movie bracket. Myself, Tim Andacust, and Adam Rank will be breaking down the 90s in two parts on Friday and Saturday. I'll be back with the first look on Sunday, like I mentioned for the travelers. And also, there's a Cuss Corner that came out last weekend. If you haven't watched it or listened to it yet, give your head a shake. What are you doing? Go check out Cuss Corner. There's plenty of time to, you know, you can turn on golf without sound and listen to something in the background. That's what I do when I'm watching. Sometimes I'll, oh, fuck, I'll even take a nap as we're going along too. Let's get to the card for this week. Uh, I had talked with Jeffrey Feinberg on Monday show about what I really wanted to do. The only two names I was really set on were M and Webb. those two made the card. Uh, then did I want to take someone from the top or go down to the bottom? I decided to go up to the top so it's a very small betting card this week. Justin Thomas, 14 to one Webb Simpson 28 to one sung jm 33 to one. Those are the three plays for me. Didn't want to over-invest myself like I did last week. But uh, when you take guys at the very top of a betting card, those bets are larger than guys that are 90 to 1. So just... I allocated my resources up near the top. For bombs, I have Russell Henley at 150 to 1 with the top six each way. If people do not know what the each way means because a lot of new people have been coming in and they've been asking me, hey, Pat, what's an each way? It's not available on all betting sites, but on the one that I primarily use in Canada, then this one is. So it gives you half of your bet goes towards that 150 to 1. The other half of your bet goes to a top six finish at one-fourth of the odds of the outright bet. So that's how that works. Uh, my two FOMO picks I'm in on Luke List at 140 to 1 with the top six each way, and C. Woo Kim, 225 to 1. Can't be missing out on C. Woo Weeks. Both those are the top six. And just for kicks, I talked about Bill Haas a bunch. 600 to 1 with the top six each way. Uh, you probably don't want to play that one. I just thought it was fun to play. So hey, if Bill Haas wins, we're all going to be rich. Top 20 bets Christian Bizin. Plus six hundred. Matthew Naismith, the inventor of basketball, eight to one. Tyler Duncan, ten to one, and Bill Haas, eighteen to one, to finish inside the top twenty. First round leader picks all with a top five each way in the first round only. Gooch and Glover, one hundred and twenty-five to one. The inventor of basketball himself, Matthew Naismith, one hundred and fifty, along with Keith Mitchell, Sam Burns, Jason Duffner, Emiliano Grio, and C Kim. They're all 150-1. Bill Haas, 250-1 to one to be first-round leader, or one-fourth of those odds to finish inside the top five. I went with Sung J. M. as my one-and-done. Jeff went with Justin Rose, and Cust is using Bryson DeChambeau. Cust on a good one-and-done streak here. Hit Leishman, second to API. Hit Morikawa, second last week. He's piling up a lot of bucks, running away from the pack in the one-and-done against myself and Feinberg. I also played some like weird national- best-of-nationality singles, just because I wanted to get some more action in on this and some parlays. So I played Graham McDowell low Irish at seven and a half to one. He only needs to beat Rory, which is a tough task, and Shane Lowry. But he has won at this course before. It's a coastal course for Graham McDowell. I like him. uh four and a half to one to be low South African and Emiliano Grio, three well, plus three thirty three to be low South American. I actually parlayed all those three together. That pays two hundred to one, uh, and I played. Each of them as a two-leg parlay as well. So GMAC, Bezenhut, GMAC, Rio, Bezenhut, Grio, Those three, they pay 45 to 1, 35 to 1, and 22 to 1. Paul, did we lose the stream? But By chance? No, no. The restream basically send it off to a different link. So I've updated the link. I posted the link in the previous chat. And we're live oh, so we're on still the Draft, live. DraftKings YouTube channel. Just It's a different link bounce out but I, uh, the, some people are in the other one no oh, that's um it. i tried to drop the link in there like three times basically so. oh well, that's unfortunate i just i uh, popped up on my screen and went yeah. black I was i'll going... uh, i'll i'll post it on twitter a bunch here all right i'll post it on twitter right now too i don't want people missing out on what's We're having going technical on technical issues people. yeah the, the technical issues that have just fallen on this studio over the past few days have not been good whatsoever we lost Raza yesterday um i think we're doing okay though I, I see it up here in the chat right now so that's good news right so we're still we're still live. this is good this is good we're gonna we're gonna continue so i talked about those weird parlays and that's where i'm at the weather report right now uh, i posted the link i don't know if it was in this chat or the old chat or where we're at at this point um let's see did i post it in this chat no i will post it in the new chat which is going on right now uh that's the weather report for this week it does appear that thursday and friday are going to even itself out in terms of wind wave but the mornings both days do appear to be very calm or the afternoons wind does pick up but a lot of it is until very late until guys are already off the course but it does to be does seem to be a distinct advantage for some of the very early players out on the course at least thursday so for showdown contests if you do want to play that i would recommend stacking the early tea times uh, which feature some luminaries such as rory mcelroy Bubba Watson, Jason Day, Brooks, Ricky, Reed, Spieth, Kisner, Varner, Higgs. I I posted it all on Twitter. You can find it up on there, the entire early tee times. That's how I'm at least attacking my go uh, in terms of showdown contests and first-round leaders. I have a few afternoon first-round leaders, but majority are stacked in terms of the morning. All right. Well, that's fun. So let's, uh, let's get to the chat then. Let's see what people are saying out there hadwin or mcneely i would i like both of them this week i'm using both of them in my lineups but i would prefer adam hadwin over maverick mcneely in this week why doesn't hadwin play better historically here seems like it would fit his style i just feel like i remember there was one year everyone was on adam hadwin at this course uh and then he withdrew like the day before that was the year that i believe he had won valspar everyone was very fired up for him to play well at this course. But he's made the cut each of his past three turns. That was in 2018 that he withdrew. But he came 48th, 22nd, 30th. He's never really done all that well on the greens at this course, which is kind of surprising because Adam Hadwin, pretty good putter, uh, mind you. But uh, it's just one of those things. And, you know, guys don't win every single week. And when you're Adam Hadwin and you have one career victory, then sometimes you're going to add Adam Hadwin it up just a little bit. What else do we got here? Oh, yeah. Also, if you just start making comments and don't ask questions, then I'm going to ban you for life. (laughs) Easy as that. We're here for a chat. What's going on, Paul? We're good? Oh, no. When you... You, when you said that you're going to ban people for life, I just said yes. Yeah, we got to get back to bans for life. Uh, Harmon or the other Rory? That would be the Slovakian, Rory Sabatini. Uh, I'm fading both these guys. I guess stuck in the spot, I'd use Sabatini. Favorite play at $6,500. Stuck on ROM and 6500 or Rose and Poulter. I like uh, Rose and Poulter, mind you. It's $6,500. Let's find out who I'm using. I believe Sam Burns is $6,500. I always like Sam Burns. Math, I don't know. No, they're. Smith and burns are both 65 tyler duncan at 64 is the only player in any of my i guess bill haas just because you know i'm in on bill haas but 6400 for tyler duncan not safe at all i'd probably go the route of rose and poulter in that regard going back to hb3 not for me this week i know feinberg bet him though uh, Cust serving size take is correct. Uh, it's not correct, but, I mean, you can go live your truth along with Cust. Thoughts on Charles Schwartzel, the biggest underprice in the history of DraftKings? I don't think you've been tracking Charles Schwartzel very much over the past two years. Uh, maybe he can regain his former form, but he is priced properly coming into this tournament if you're currently ranked inside the top 10 in a 200 player one and done what is your strategy the rest of the year is player ownership less important i think so if you're inside the top 10 and there's uh, there are just drastically fewer events than there were uh before the entire pandemic and the cancellation all happened so you're gonna have access to all these top end guys i just wouldn't get sneaky like I'm using him this week. Uh, in one of my like smaller one and duns, I had Justin Thomas available. I bet Justin Thomas to win, so I used Justin Thomas in that. I don't think he's going to be a super high pick, just as most people have already used him. That would be worth noting, to go back and look to see which big names people have used. So if people have already used Rory or Justin Thomas or Bryson, then you get into a thing where you can use one of the top three players in this field at very low ownership, simply because no one else can take them. Uh, and with only, like, ten tournaments the rest of the year, you like you don't need to go coming at the very bottom. You can use studs, just find a just try to figure out and manipulate which of those studs are going to be low Leone and just roll with them. Uh who is your Kadaira for this week this year at the Heritage? Ooh, I hope it's Bill Haas. But uh Matthew Naismith is going to be one of those guys. I hope it also could be Grio. I got Grio in a bunch of spots, uh, you know, like I said low South American first round leader in my DraftKings lineups. It would be nice. You know, if you can make a few putts this week, that'd be fantastic. Which windfinder tower are you using for this tournament? I posted that in the chat and up on Twitter as well. Uh, Matthew says, Hey Pat, always enjoy the content. Thank you, Matthew for tuning in to this content. I want to hear your thoughts on starting lineups with Im and Hideki and avoiding the 10K range as a differentiated play. I didn't go with Hideki, but I do have a lot of lineups that start with Sung Jay and either add Rose and or Webb to that mix. I actually faded Hideki. But if Hideki you're in on, then I think that's a completely feasible way to start your lineups this week. Uh, which chalk are you fading? Uh, the only guy above $10,000 that I'm using is Justin Thomas. So if Rory wins, I'm screwed. If Bryson wins, I'm screwed. If Morikawa wins, I'm screwed. Uh, Ron wins, screwed. There's someone else above $10,000 too whose name is uh, escaping me at the moment. Xander, if Xander wins, I'm screwed. Uh, I need Justin Thomas to win here or at least place the best of the guys in the. <laughs> Jeffrey Kilmore has probably the most outrageous question of all time. I'm not even going to read it. It's so fucking stupid. You might get banned for life, Jeffrey Kilmore. Go talk to your pal Val for me, all right? Uh, under seven k EVR or burns I'm going with burns this week back on Bermuda that that's burns jam if he's gonna if he's gonna ever break through on a week it's probably gonna be on Bermuda Kisner or Lowry I'm going with lowry uh would you, how would you rank the seventy five hundred dollar range of Poulter on Damon and Poston I'd go on Poulter Damon Poston that would be my ranking this week of those four guys Kisner Bermuda specialist untrue he actually puts better on Bent grass than he does on bermuda grass he does have some decent wins on bermuda grass uh he has the wgc win but you know his, his other win came at colonial which is on bent i think it's a misnomer kisner's either just playing well or he's playing poorly sometimes the grass type doesn't matter whatsoever uh tv t- 2v2 main single entry main event sungjay in english or Hatton. i would go with Hatton because i'm still off of harris english this week did Raza curse the studio i believe he did Thanks, Ben, for nothing. Fade Matsuyama and Im or put both in the same lineup? I'm just using Im and fading Matsuyama. I don't think it needs to be an easy either-or when it comes down to it. Hey, Pat, the lowest-owned 9K player. Let's jump on Fantasy National and see what the members are saying in terms of ownership projections this week. Uh, I would guess it's Hideki because I think Im is going to be ebbing. Web and M are likely to be two very highly owned players this week. Again, if you use fantasynational.com/slash mayo, get your full access to it and get yourself twenty percent off by doing that. Let's see here. M Im- 16 percent hideki 12 percent rose 13 percent web 20 percent so yeah hideki looking like the lowest owned of the 9k players matthew naismith love got the home field advantage narrative with him uh, he's been playing well I, I like him this week i'm using him this week uh, as i said i bet him top 20 as well so i'm in on the inventor of basketball igor asks thoughts on kyle stanley wait and see for me with stanley uh long term he fits this course really well but his last year has just been so up and down that it's really hard to trust him at all maybe you want to get in and take the week early approach on kyle stanley i just think there are better options than kyle stanley this week shout out to paul cody and the dogger pass podcast there you go paul help me hit a seven fight parlay the past two ufc cards take you take your battle paul let's do it again this week there we go now we're recording that right after this. Uh, any thought on Fitz as a DK play? I'm out on him this week. Pat, what is Hideki's ownership? Just did that. Better last week, Chuck, bounce back. Palmer or English? Probably English, but I'm going to fade both of them again this week. Any Poulter betting value this week? I've seen him as low as like 50 or 60 to 1 in some spots. I'm not betting him, although Raza did tell me that's his, who he is betting to win this week. Snediger or McDowell? I'm going with McDowell. Ownership projection on Burger, Reed, and Rose. I mentioned Rose is around 13%, but when you look at actual generated lineups on Fantasy National, he's actually up around 18%. So a lot of people taking that saying they're not playing Rose, but are actually going to play Rose. Burger's coming in with the lowest of those guys at around 9%, Reed, around 15%, if that's what you wanted to know. <laughs> this Jeffrey Kilburg guy's a fucking moron. Uh anyone high on Rose? Uh yeah, sure. Thoughts on Ted Potter Jr. Remember you like saying that short coastal courses, got him top 20 at 22 to one. I think that's how I would approach it. I don't think I'd trust him in my DraftKings lineup, but you are right. I have said that in the past. He's won at Pebble Beach in the past. Shorter courses, always his jam. Just don't know where his game is at right now, but 22 to one for a top 20. That could happen. It really could. Who do you think will be the most owned player this week? I'm thinking it's either Bryson or Webb or maybe Sungjae. Those would be my three guesses at overall highest owned, but we'll see. DJ and Glover or Fitz and Havlin. I'd probably go DJ Glover. Uh, DJ, just no one is using. I'm not using him, but no one, like, it's still DJ, and he's a fantastic price. I get every argument you want to make. You want to roll the dice on DJ? Go for it. Chez Reeve, Furick, collie or Hadley. Pick two. I'm not using any of these guys, so I'd say go back to the drawing board. <laughs> raza and tim don't think it's a bubba course but kenny and tyler like him what do you think i don't think it is um but the the fantasy national simulator likes him i'm just hoping bubba has one of these weeks where he plays really well but can't make a putt then we can just get a decent price on him next week at travelers where it is a bubba course and then all is well. When you're deciding course comps, what are the deciding factors? A lot of it is length, uh, a lot of it is designer, and a lot of it, it's harder to do right now because of field strength, but generally speaking, the same sort of courses draw similar fields. So Colonial and Heritage used to, despite having the plaid and tartan jackets for the winner, usually draw the same strength of field. Ditto for Honda, ditto for OHL and Sony. Like, you'll get a few splattering of big names, but usually it's the second level players that tend to go to these courses because it fits their Skill sets, you just look at the leaderboards. Other guys that just play well at this style, of course, and that's usually how I do my comp course. 6.8K Englishman, Wallace or Willett. Probably go with Willett of those guys. Donald or Usti. Pass on both. Do you always use your full salary? Uh, I ask because I have a lineup that leaves $4,100 unspent. I wouldn't leave that. No, I don't always use all of my salary cap. Just leaving 100 on the table is usually a good way to make your lineup unique because so many people – this is the Tim Andercast special. He'll keep rejigging his lineup in order to get it up to $50,000. You don't need to do that. For, I mean, listen, if you like your lineup at $4,100, roll with it. But uh, I – would probably think like i don't get what that means that means you could have bill haas in your lineup right now and still have enough money left over to put sung jay in your lineup like why would you do that i don't get it thoughts on bubba does the pete die course help him uh or saving it i think i think he's saving it although he does historically play really well at pete die courses uh can't play from norway all right thanks you know, I don't run DraftKings, so I don't know what to tell you. You on the Matt Kuchar hype train? I am not. So I'm going to go full fade, and it hurts me to do because I think he can play really well. Big Dick Vic or Snortin' the Kokrak in a GPP? Probably go with Vic this week. Kokrak may have uh, blew it all out last week. Higgs or Hama? Go with Higgs. Thoughts on Munoz? I'm on wait and see detail with Munoz. He had been playing so well. Started playing poorly before the break. Came out of the break. Not playing so hot. So Pass on Munoz hey Pat thanks for doing this again to round out my core M Watson or team evil Kucher and Reed probably go M and Watson to tell you the truth so that's where I would go on those I don't have any of those combinations so it's tough for me to figure out when your research leads you to many golfers with likely high ownership what is your pivot strategy how much chalk do you have in a lineup I think it depends on your construction like for example uh, if M and Webb and Rose are going to be three highly owned players, I have those three guys in a lot of lineups. The thing is, is when you look at the above 10K guys, a lot of people are using JT, a lot of people are using Bryson, a lot of, like all those guys are in the double digits in terms of ownership, which leads me to believe that yes, some people are going M, Rose, M, Webb to start the lineups, but a majority of people are going one of the 10K guys and then one of the 9K guys. That's how they're starting all of their lineups this week and because this pricing is so soft then you have the ability to round out the bottom of your roster and not really have to worry about it all too much so there are different strategies that you can do if you just use all the 9k guys in one lineup you can kind of offset their chalk a little bit by knowing that you have a unique build then just leave 100 bucks on the table then you're looking fine Uh, so that would be the way that i would do it uh, a little bit thoughts on hollywood tom hoagie Makes sense for the course, just not really one of my guys. Can Poulter finally close out the tourney? Maybe. You have to wait and see, I guess. I hate those fucking questions. Ryan Moore to round out a cash lineup? Ryan Moore pass for me in cash games. Thoughts on Patrick Rogers. The putting's been there. He's played really well at RSM in the past, one of the corollary courses. Uh, so I get it. I uh, rounded out last week very nicely as well. Uh, not going to be for me this week. Why am I going so hard on DJ? Uh, has to be the name the lowest price ever. Talk me off the ledge. I mean, he's not playing well. That, that, that's why you wouldn't use DJ. The, pri- the reason to play him is because his price is so damn good. And we know that he is he's still in contention to be the number one player in the world. But that's, that's where we're going. Uh, who are good plays in the wind? I find that wind play I mean, you, we, there's always the English guys are good in the wind. Uh, Irish guys are good in the wind. Brant Snedeker is good in the wind. DJ is surprisingly good in the wind. But before we get into that is there are so few rounds to actually measure high-gust winds, and they're played at a series of different courses. Uh, And then sometimes players play better in, like, headwind or backwind or crosswind that it's kind of a fool's errand to try to predict who's great in the wind and who's not. The best way to go about it is try to take the guys who are not going to line up to be in the wind versus the guys who will be lining up to play in the wind. That's why we do these weather reports so uh that would be the strategy that i would take on it how much fitzpatrick got none of them i'm out on fitzpatrick this week rbc does this course have any correlation to the masters not really whatsoever thoughts on joel damon i think he's gonna be popular so i'm gonna pass on old joel this week in the bucket hat what should we be doing with the top players from the bottom to the 8K range? Brooks, DJ, Finau, Ricky, uh, to be live to win every week? I do think that they are live, except for Finau. The guy is rarely live to win anything. He has one career win at a crossover event. Maybe he'll break through and like run off like five in a row, like Jason Day did that one year, but I'm actually not using any of those guys in my lineup. When I talk about being different, that's how I'm being different this week, just fading the 8K range outside of Woodland and Terrell Hatton. Those are the only two guys in the 8Ks that ended up making my lineups. Any buh Love for Bud Colley. Hasn't missed a cut here? Yeah, I think you can go with Bud Colley. That's fine. Rose or Woodland? Better fit for the course? Probably Justin Rose. Justin Rose is just a better player. Furek is a cut maker. Of course, he can mentally feel like he can compete. No problem with Jim Furek. I didn't go with him, but he's won here before. Uh, he's, He's a good player. His lack of length and good accuracy, really, and hot irons. It's just he's been inconsistent now that he's getting a bit older. Any love for answer or writing him off because of Bermuda? I just i always have a tough time with answer i like him when he's a bit lower he's properly priced i think he's a good play just didn't make it for me safer pick for top five finish Are you kidding me you think there's a safe pick for a top five finish give your fucking head a shake mike Penya, im or fowler I, I mean i trust im more than i trust fowler so i guess im would be the move thoughts on ralston to make the cut considering he qualified for this tournament a year ago uh not super hot mcdowell top 10 Yeah, I can see it. I like Graham McDowell this week. Pat joined Fantasy National last week. Shout out to you. You can join too if you use fantasynational.com slash mayo. Wondering how deep your player pool usually is. I usually try to, I try to keep, try to go 15 players for 20 lineups. I never end up actually pulling the trigger on that. So I'm like, oh, I, because I ended up getting under, like Lucas Glover this morning. like oh, I'll allocate two lineups that have Lucas Glover. I originally had like four Sam Burns lineups. Now I have two Sam Burns lineups, two Lucas Glover lineups, got rid of one McNeely. I think that's how I worked that all through. I started adding guys to the bottom. I kept my core very tight at the top. Like I said, out of guys above $9,000, I have four of them. I only have two of the 8K guys. So I have a lot of those guys in my lineup, then mixed it up at the bottom. I currently have 21 players for 20 lineups, but always go with the strategy that the fewer the players li- fewer players you can use in your lineups the better because if your core hits then you're going to win big you're going to run a train at the top of that leaderboard do you think lucas glover could be a sneaky play yes i do michael yes i do his numbers were very sneaky last week and he's played well at this course in the past hama 7k worth a flyer if you want to go nuts answer web Sungjay for the core not a question That's just you telling me what you're doing. And frankly, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Does Bubba do it again? Maybe. Sure. Uh, Concerns about Justin Thomas' driving accuracy last week, or has he clubbed down to mitigate that? I think he clubs down and mitigates that. We've seen him drive the ball really well at Honda in the past. And honestly, him losing strokes off the tee was the first time he had done that. He lost more than one stroke off the tee for the first time since the 2018 BMW Championship. Wouldn't be too worried with Justin Thomas here feels like no one's on rom that's from jason craig i get that feeling too and i don't know what to do about it because it might be one of those things where everyone's saying they're not playing rom and then when we look around it's like the rory thing always at some point of every week people are like no one's using rory i'm gonna be sneaky and use rory in my lineups then it turns out he's like the third highest owned guy i could see a similar thing happening with rom this week although he isn't that squeeze pricing between some pretty popular names this week if he ended up in single digits it wouldn't Stun me whatsoever. Sabatini will win. Mark my words. And you think no one gives a shit about what you think, pal. Current woodland ownership. Let's see what old Gary. Call me Gary. What's he coming in at? I got him at sixteen percent. So that's gonna be a good one. Thoughts on Carlos Ortiz? I always love my guy Carlos Ortiz, but I just think that he is overwhelmed in this field in terms of some of the other names around him. I really tried not to dip too much into the six thousands. That was my critical mistake last week. It really cost me a lot of six, six of six lineups. So I tried to make my cap, despite a few names in the sixes, trying to cap a lot of my lineups at the seven thousand or seventy one hundred dollar range. Ownership projection for Terrell Atten? We have. He's pretty highly owned, at least amongst members of Fantasy National, he's around 14%. But again, People who use Fantasy National tend to be sharper people because they're digging into stats. They're generating lineups. So Sometimes the ownership projections are a bit skewed because members will be hot on one person because the stats are telling them, or the general public just doesn't see these numbers. So it can fluctuate just a little bit. That's why I'm dubious of the ROM one. Like The ROM one right now is coming in at 13%, but a lot of the people who are using Fantasy National, that's from Fantasy National generated lineups. And this week there have been 17,000 lineups generated already. I would expect that to be more than double by the Time we get to tonight, so you might want to check back in with that. Uh, I always find that's a at least it's ownership among sharp people (laughs) is where that's going to end up being. Brooks Kepka ownership uh, as of today. Brooks is coming in at sub 10%, around 8%. Is playing four players in the 8k range, even with some chalk, enough to be a unique build of fading above 9,000? Absolutely, absolutely, David, because people don't have the guts to fade the top 10 players on the board. There's a nice lineup to be made of all 8K and 9K players. Agreed. What are your thoughts on Victor Hovland? Feels like the price is too low for a guy of his talent. I mean, you could say the same thing about Matthew Wolf. I think Hovland is fairly priced, uh, and I think that he is a good play this week. He hits a ton of fairways, great with the irons. Don't ask him to get it up and down, but if he hits those greens of regulation, he could pop like Morikawa did last week. Better combo, Xander and DJ or Immin Webb? I'm going with Immin Webb, which would probably lead you to believe the better answer is Xander and DJ, because I'm not winning. Outside of the Masters, do you think we would ever see Spieth more expensive than DJ on DraftKings? No, I did not. Don't forget to hit that like button. Ah, oh, Scott Stu, Stu Manji. Yes, you are absolutely right. Hit that, hit that like button. I'm gonna tweet out the chat here because all the links that I put out got fucked up because we had the live chat. Live golf chat i'll be sticking around until i get all the questions answered so don't worry about me live golf chat now i think that works out well enough Again, you can listen to this on demand after the fact if you missed the first part of the video. It'll be up on the podcast feed, and when you go to the podcast feed, like I said, pull out your iTunes and just scroll down to the bottom of the Pat Mayo Experience. Just hit that five star button; it takes less than five seconds. That is the currency of the show, just like hitting the like button. And there is an hour left in my Millionaire Maker ticket giveaway that is up on Twitter right now. If you want to go find it, at the PME uh, is where you will find me on Twitter. There's an hour left, twenty Millionaire Maker tickets to give away. So I would recommend. Recommend that you go check that out and listen it's not a high percentage chance i think there's like a one percent or half a percent chance that you win better than you have than winning any contests on DraftKings this week you might as well even get a free entry imagine you entered the draw won a free millionaire maker ticket and then won a million bucks we're imagining he's won like 100 bucks it's still great roi exponential roi on that once we get down to it uh let's see we let's let's shift over to Shift over to. Well, I'm trying to watch the video here. Facebook, help me out to see if anyone's leaving questions up over there. I'll get to that in a second. Oh yeah, here we go. Fino ownership jumping over to the Facebook. I'll be back on the YouTube chat here in a second. Got to help out the people at facebookcom slash PME to get in on the action. Let's see here. Uh, who is your favorite in the six thousand to sixty nine hundred dollar range? Griot or Naismith for me. Uh, Kucher, spelled like Ashton Kutcher, has to be in your lineup this week, right? What's not to like? I'm just not going to use it. Don't love it. Uh, Let's see. Finau ownership is a question that is being asked. Uh, I got him at 11% right now, but at $8,200, always skewing on the high end and didn't burn people at a high ownership last week, I would guess that Tony Finau is going to come in at a higher ownership percentage than that more questions here uh what do you do who you like in the six thousand? that's not even a real sentence so that one's tough to answer uh sorry if i missed thoughts on snedeker i'm gonna pass on snedeker this week uh i'm kind of worried that he skipped last week i didn't like that at all will brooks be highly owned no thoughts on damon top 20 if you want to go for it boom can you give some ownership numbers on a few 7k guys do you want me to pick like three random 7K guys? I can do that for you. That is not a problem whatsoever. Joel Damon, 13% owned. Jason Day, 4% owned. Kevin Na, 0.9% owned, despite the fact that he is not playing this week. Withdrawals that we have so far, Kevin Na not playing, Scotty Scheffler withdrew in this morning. Cameron Tringali pulled out of this tournament. He was going to be a popular play at $6,400, uh, but he is not, no longer playing. So I would recommend not using the triangle man. Cameron Tringale. Let's go back to YouTube. Reader Woodland? Woodland. Why does no crowd help? Who does no crowd help the guys the most? That is completely unknowable we do not know that apparently it just doesn't matter whatsoever uh that was the one thing we all overestimated how trying to factor in well would it hurt this guy or hurt this guy it just turns out the guys are used to playing with no players around most of the time in competitive play maybe uh you know the tigers of the world are used to huge huge crowds maybe they, you know it relaxes a lot of people too not seeing players out there what is ian Poulter's expected ownership Poulter coming in on the higher end around 15 percent right now uh yay or nay on wes bryan i'll take a quick nay on old old wesley this week small green seem to fit matsuyama since putting is his weakness i would say that for most of the bad putters in the field clubs down luke missed millie Mar- Clubs down, Luke List, Millie Maker, Pivot. Great to have you back. Uh, I'm using Luke List, but that's me. I use them every fucking single weekend. <laughs> he was a part of my winning lineup at this tournament two years ago, so let's go. Favorite six K punt. Like I said, Grio or Naismith are probably my two favorites. Smash the like button. That's what Justin says. Justin's got it right. You smash that like button out there, all right? Can't figure out the lows eight K range. Who you got at a fienau Fowler, Answer, and Hatton? It'd be Hatton for me. Thoughts on if Sink can make the cut at 6.1? Sure. Anyone in this field could probably make the cut. I'm not going to lie to you. Why you fade Fowler, Hovland, and Finau to win? I mean, I'm fading all of them, and I'm hoping to win, so that's going to be my strategy. Thanks for doing the show. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Chris. Can you see the missed three-footers from Morikawa and Shoffley last weekend having a lasting effect? Maybe, but... That, again, that's unknowable. If they play poorly this week, is it because they missed a two-foot putt coming down the stretch? Maybe, maybe not. That's completely unknowable. Neiman or ben Benan. ben More weighted stat, driving accuracy, or SG on approach? SG on approach always uh, over anything like that. Thoughts on going back to HV3? Don't hate it. Not for me. Sned's, Kisner, Varner priority. I have none of them, so none of them are prioritized for me. Why is everyone so quiet? this week quiet this week on hideki matsuyama no real history at this course skipped last week that's probably why uh, i'm guessing and the guys all around him on DraftKings all kind of played well last week Outside out of web nobody on snedeker at low ownership your thoughts calculate a gamble has won at this course before i like it if you want to do it do you have any YouTube video show breaking down how to use Fantasy National and all of its features? I do. It is, I'm pretty sure, in the description of this video. Yeah. How to research golf. Boom. You can go click on that. And my first look every week shows you a walkthrough of how I'm using Fantasy National to do my research every single week. Feels like no one wants to go back to Burger this week. How do you think the course sets up? Sets up well for him, and I agree with you. No one really does want to go back to him, but that's just the way that we're at. Thoughts on Damon? Everyone really likes Joel. Here's my thoughts on Joel Damon. The fact that like eight separate people have asked me about Joel Damon means that he's going to be super chalky. That's good enough for a fade on me. Thoughts on Roger Sloan this week? (laughs) Go nuts if you want to. When will Reed Fowler be back? Once I get my studio problems figured out and we can have guests back, Reed will most likely be back uh miss you man can't wait for football where's tim tim's on friday show and saturday saturday show and he was on last saturday show so tim's still around you're just not paying attention um and football was back too we've already had done four running back shows an intro to fantasy football and came out with a wide receiver breakdown last week we have another one in the can with me and jake that will come out next week if you're looking for a breakdown of wide receivers and before you note the top 200 rankings are gonna be here so check it out is a Hideki, Woodland, and Hovland too chalky of a start? Don't think so. Do you think Hovland's work with Pete Cohen on short game break is working? He actually gained strokes last week. I mean, I think that's a bit quick to – he's gained strokes before in a tournament around the greens. He just historically does not. So I would say that is probably the move. Low-owned pivots in the 7K range. Most players, basically any, anyone outside of the four chalky guys, which are like Kisner, Damon, Poulter, and that's really it, to tell you the truth. Bud Colley seems like he's gaining a lot of steam. Hovland's gaining a little bit of steam, but I don't even have him at double digits. So anyone anyway, outside of those guys is going to be a pivot. Are we witnessing Berger entering elite status? I feel like we say this every time Berger has a good showing. Maybe. We like the skill set. We think that he's a great player. But until he starts racking together the sort of consistency, getting multiple wins or multiple top five finishes, I know he was really good going into the break, but I want to see this sustained over more than like a four tournament sample. But maybe. Uh, do you know if tim anderson has actual money on bryson he does this week he does this week it seems like when he doesn't bet his picks they do well i actually agree with that although he had money on morikawa last week and the curse finally came through thoughts on henley his approach game was on fire ownership below i like henley i bet henley so i'm in on henley thoughts on joaquin neiman hope he plays poorly this week because i have griot to beat him as low south american use munoz to fuck off too do you think you can win a GPP just using ownership percentage? I guess so. Like you don't need to have all six of your players be low owned. That's not really how it works. We don't see that happening generally. I th- I remember Zach Turcott from fantasygolfinsider.com did a big write up on this a few years back that the winning ownership percentages were usually between like a cumulative like sixty and eighty five percent, which means that you are going to have jockey guys uh, in those lineup. Any Strelman love? Eh. Sure, why not? Gooch, any love. I did bet him as first round leader, so why not? If he's the first round leader, he's probably gonna make the cut unless his name's Keegan Bradley. Burger, lowest owned in the 8K? Besides Dustin, I would say yes. Yeah, I have Dustin as the lowest right now. Burger, I have hovering around 9, 10%. What would you rather have happen withdraw after make cut, made cut, or withdraw or before lock and didn't catch it? Maybe you should try running that through an English-to-English Google Translate and get back to me on that one. When I am focusing on the bigger dollar single three max tourneys, I usually have a unique team, but find my lineups duplicated in the Millionaire Maker. Should I find a way to differentiate more? If you want to, yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be playing duplicated lineups unless they're the winning lineup. And even then, there'd be a real kick in the pants, although you'd probably take your $550,000 and walk away with it. But imagine winning the Millionaire Maker and not even winning the million bucks. That'd be a real kick in the nuts. Any hat in love? Yes. Thoughts on playing multiple guys from the same grouping in your DK lineups? That is something you can do. There's no rule against that, so you can do that. Anyone else like Evie this weekend for 6600? I was on him last week. He highly disappointed me, so I'm out. Carlos Ortiz, good play under 6K. There's other guys I like better who are in the cheat sheet and I've mentioned on the show and already in this show. See, woo, for all the bucks, hope so. Would not use him in my DraftKings lineup, though. He's more of a betting type guy. How much are you waiting scrambling? I like Ben N, but he has been off. I'm not using scrambling. Like, scrambling is a flawed predictive stat, put it that way. Uh, Coke Rack or Havlin? probably hovland of those two. Hatton coming in low-owned, upside-down question mark he is not coming in CT pan a decent flyer don't think so Lowry projected ownership uh six percent I'm going back to Lowry this week in a few lineups oh Pat can we get a James I hope you're satisfied with that Han that was yeah you're right Paul that was a good one Favorite outright and FRL pick? That is not how I play. I don't play favorites. That's why when you're golf betting, you play multiples of things. So if you have to decide who your favorites are because I like them all equally. Billy Horschel? I'm in on him for DraftKings. You worried about any of the guys like Webb, Fowler, or Kuchar who missed the cut last weekend? No, not really. Sink or no bink? <laughs> have fun with that. How is it going with the new little guy, Max? Max is keeping me up all night. and anyway, Since i got to be up with the Wolfman in the morning, my mind is very scattershot right now, especially because I'm back full-time doing these shows. Uh, but it's going all right. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Billy Ho this week. Yes. Answer? No. Are we getting a Belmont Stakes pick show? Originally had it planned, but we cannot get guests via the internet right now until we fix a lot of things in the studio and where we're doing shows every day. We don't have time to fix that, so hopefully we can get that rectified by next week. But no, there will be no Belmont Stakes betting show this week. Would you ever be open to be doing any showdown-specific shows? I try to cover the first-round showdown, uh, and sometimes I do it for a major when we check in, Dalton. But one of the big reasons why I don't do showdown shows hey that's a lot of content for me to be doing uh if i'm doing i'm releasing a full podcast all 7 days a week right now so adding an eighth to that i don't know if there's any value added To it. uh, And I have other things to hit on UFC, on football, some of the fun shows that I like to do that uh, it has no shelf life either. And I'm big on shelf life when it comes to my shows. If I release a golf show on Sunday, that's usually good through Thursday. Monday, the same thing. UFC, release it on Thursday, that's good until Saturday evening. If I release a showdown show, what does it have overnight? and, like, who's really up for those eight hours at 3 a.m. anyway, that it's just not in my best interest to be doing showdown shows. I do try to talk through the strategy. We can hit me up on Twitter to ask me questions about it, but that's why I like leaning on Fantasy National. Just go get the raw data, look at the wind, try to figure that out. I think that's the best way that you can approach it. Mitchell or T-Dunks? I like T-Dunks. Are you on your main man seat? Woo! Kim, in the betting market, I am. When you're playing showdown this week, are you taking players from your regular pool that have favorable win stacks or making specific player pool just for showdown? I usually always make specific just for showdown. Uh, Get Davis on the show for golf. I don't know about Davis and golf. I think he knows like three players. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Smash the like if anyone out there is watching. I see the people giving down votes. Those people can go fuck themselves. How about that? Patrick Reed over Speeth. Yes. Hearn top Canadian. Uh, nine to one good play. Uh, I played Hadwin, low Canadian. I actually did make one. For whatever reason, my book wouldn't allow me to parlay low South low South American and low Canadian together. Don't know why, but I mentioned off the top, I went GMAC low Irish, Griot top South American, Bizenhout low South African. I actually took Sergio at low Spanish too. Put those three, those four together in a parlay, 600 to one, by the way. That's something you're interested in. Can't Thoughts miss- on Naismith? I'm in. Zhang, six birdies, zero bogeys this morning. Any corn? I didn't bet the corn fairy tour uh, this week. Any love for Ryan Moore? Nope. Is Sergio going to have us tilting by the third hole? More than likely. Hovland or Bubba Hovland? McElroy or Thomas to finish better. Also, Spieth or Bryson? I'd go Thomas and Bryson. Going back to English. Wasn't on English last week. Not going to be on him this week. Favorite play between 7 and 75K. I'm going to go with Russell Henley. Bill Haas, a DK option. I used him. It's not a good option, but I used him anyway. What's your position on taking Harry Higgs? He's mic'd up this week, too, which is going to be fantastic. I love Harry Higgs. I'm going for it. Let's go. Let's go, Harry Higgs. Thoughts on Day, Pete Guy, Pete Diet Course Specialist. You want to talk yourself into that narrative? I'm all for it. I think Jason Day is an excellent player. He's just not playing well right now. I'm off for me. Last week, my favorite head-to-head Was Brooks over DJ? Same head-to-head out there this week. Like it again? Sure, why not? I played PGA DFS in 2016. Spieth was good. What happened? Can't drive the ball? No good with irons anymore. Any Rafa Cabrera love? The RCB at the RBC? Not for me this week. Will the PM AM wave have a slight weather advantage? It does. Just look like that both mornings are going to be fine. So, if, unless something drastically changes with this weather report, it looks like that there is no inherent wave advantage unless you're playing showdown or playing the first round, first round leader market. Because the guys that have it easy in the morning on Thursday look like they're going to have it worse on the afternoon on Friday and vice versa. So it looks like the wind stack. If you want to stack the wind and just hope that the weather isn't predictable like it isn't, then I'd say go for it. Uh, But at the same time, based on what we're seeing right now, there's no distinct advantage over the course of two days rather than just the one solo day. Thank you for the Harold Varner III first-round leader last week. Paid for the week, and then we hit post in top 20 at 6.5-1, to winning week. So it allowed us to go back in on it this week. Uh, So hopefully we chalk up an outright first-round leader. I didn't play anyone worse than 125-1, to so it's going to be a big payday if we win don't love usti but will be super low owned usti did me so badly on the weekend last week so you think sergio is a sneaky play i do because i'm playing him how accurate has the calculated ownership on fantasy national been historically it's going to be off on some guys uh, just like all ownership has but it's you know relatively within three points uh, and you're going to have like two or three huge misses like any ownership projection do you play the same lineup in multiple contests yeah I built my 20 lineups for the Millionaire Maker. I played all of those in the five. I believe all those in the three. And those I picked and chose which ones I wanted to play in single entries or the Pat Mayo open. So it's all the same 20 lineups going through. Best cash play, 73 or under. I don't play cash, but I'll say, who have we got here below 73? Hadwin, maybe at 73. Yeah, Hadwin. Let's go with him. Who of your first-round leaders do you feel the best about? I don't. That's why I play nine of them. (laughs) Uh, And they're all over 125 to one. It's hard to feel good about any of them. How many guys do you normally have in your player pool? 20 for 20 lineups. Think Grace Finish will boost his ownership a bit this week. Great history here. I think it will, but I think he's a fine play. I'm not going back to him. I'm going to jump back into the Facebook chat. I'm calling a last call on YouTube for the questions because we're at the very bottom of the chat right now. Uh, So if you want to load those back up, I'll be back in. Let's jump over here. Will Bernhard Langer make the cut? Uh, he is not playing, so I doubt it. What's Spieth's ownership? Interesting. I, didn't, I don't even look at Spieth ever, so it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, I just have fun. I, I don't even need to have money on him or against him. Just rooting against him in general is enough of a sweat for me. Jordan Spieth, 6.3% ownership from Fantasy National users. That will be much higher. That is one where Fantasy National will be off in terms of the public because Fantasy National users will look at the stats and say, wow, I shouldn't play Jordan Spieth. And The public will be like, Jordan Speeth, he's great. So I'm going to guess like 13 to 15% for Jordan Spieth this week. Uh, Luke Donald came in second in 2017 and 2018. What do you think? I'll say, Mr. Logan, you have fun with that. Coke Rack or Poston or both? Neither. That's the other option. Gooch or Mav McNeely? I'm playing Mav McNeely. I'm not playing Gooch, so there we go. On under 10%, yes, I'm going to use him. Does Rom bounce back? DJ or Rom? I would use Rom. Give us one more Han. Oh, I don't know if my voice can take it. I've been smoking a lot. Let's see here. Use some coffee to really tone it up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I wish he'd come back. I love James. I think your first one was better. I've been talking for like 45 straight minutes, Paul. What do you want from me? And I haven't been drinking water this entire time. That's true. Rom and Ricky or Hideki and Reed? Hideki and Reed. Yes, Hideki and Reed. That's what I'll go with here. Let's see. More Facebook questions uh no answered that one how come woodland seems under price because well, he always falters uh but he's going to be highly owned because of that i like him this week uh, so that's pretty good kisner grace polter who do you like and ownership kisner polter coming in at higher ownership than grace but polter is the only guy of that bunch that i'm using let's jump back to the youtube chat again last call for these once you get to the bottom if you want to ask a question after i start wrapping up Chances are, I'm not going to answer that unless you smash the like button. Give your head a shake and smash the like, all right? Fowler or Finau? Finau. Think that players that skipped last week will be lower owned? Yes, I do. Do you think that strokes gained approach and strokes gained around the green should be weighted heaviest? No. No. Strokes gained approach should be weighted the heaviest. You should add in around the green, but that has around one third of the influence that strokes gained approach has had historically at this course. DJ ownership, please, around seven percent. Thoughts on Lucas Glover? I added him to the player pool this morning. Do you ever look at scoring by round leaders and factor that into your lineup builds? No. How much weight should we put in the par threes and their distance? I added it into the pool. There are three. 175 to 200 this week. It's a very, very low percentage stake uh, this week in terms of how I am weighting that. But it's always just fun to look at whether it has any predictive influence. No idea. Over the past 24 rounds, the top 10 players in the field on par threes from that range. And you have to think, too, that a lot of par threes gained is actually, you know, somewhat putting related, too. That if a guy is making a bunch of 25-footers over the course of 24 rounds on those specific range of par threes, then all of a sudden, you know, his numbers are going to look a whole lot better. But the top 10 on that range, McNeely, Rom, Grace, McCarthy, Hence the putting. Lucas Glover, Kevin Nah, who's not playing, Poston, Reed, Sabantini, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Graham McDowell are your top players from the par three range 175 to 200 over the past 24 rounds. Xander has the lowest projected ownership of the plus 9K guys. Not buying it. Are you? I'm not buying it either. I think it's going to be Hideki. Glover or Henley? Henley. Would you go back to Harris English? Was never on him to begin with. Any love for McDowell? Yes. Yes, I am. And at GPP, what do you think about starting in the low 9k range and get a lot of win equity with that build? I'd say go for it. Is Rom a little overrated in DK pricing this week? No, he's not. He's a top five player in the world. He's priced probably lower than he should be. Last win on tour was January 2018, excluding the team event at the Zurich. Sure, but... Let's go. Rom doesn't just exclusively play on the PGA Tour. You forget about that. He's the number two player in the world for a reason. Uh, and let's go back. He missed the cut last week at the Charles Schwab. Before that, third, 17th, ninth, second, 10th, second, first, first. Missed cut, second, 13th, fifth, third, seventh, eleventh, first, second, third. Guy is pretty good. Give your head a shake on Rom. Here's bias against the European Tour. Adam Shank, deep sleeper. Why not? Hama Love, not so much. <sighs> DK going to keep pushing these golf million makers and non-majors? I do not have insight on that, but I hope so. It's always good for the brand when there's millionaire makers to be had, and we need to fill it this week if you want that to continue. Think Neiman will make the cut? Nah, sure. Just joined, probably missed. Top five, Bryson, why not? Any love for the Gooch? Yes, as a first-round leader, i do. Hama or Gooch? I'd go with Gooch. M. Reed, Woodland, Grace, Answer, Higgs, my lineup for a showdown. What is your advice? My advice is I'm not going to give you any fucking – you give me a lineup, I'm going to tell you it's great best lineup I've ever seen go for it I'm not here to critique your lineup thoughts on Henley love him Matsuyama or Rose I will go with Justin Rose thoughts on Kevin Streelman at 7k missed the cut last week but strokes gained approach stats were solid great course history you want to use Streelman I'm for it I do completely see what you're seeing I just went in a different direction how about Louie off of Louie pick two Fitzpatrick answer in Hatton Hatton and answer why not Is good drives in the custom model on Fantasy National just driving accuracy? No, it is not. It's good drives gained. Uh, Fairways gained is driving accuracy uh, against the field that week on Fantasy National. What are the highest odds you would give to win this Sunday? And why wouldn't you include guys lower than that? I don't even understand that question. Is Graham spelled incorrectly? McDowell going to be chalky? Everyone is talking about him i didn't consider that let's see mcdowell i have at five percent owned so amongst guys around him sure but not in the overall grand scheme of things very highly owned rose woodland sungjay core like it grace or fowler grace henley or mcneely i will go with russell henley on that front all right There is, let's see, over 30 minutes left to get into that Millionaire Maker ticket giveaway. I have 20 to give away. If you follow me on Twitter, at the PME, you will see the tweet that is up there. All you have to do is retweet it and reply, and you're in that draw. I'm not picking the winners. DraftKings is picking the winners from their account, so I I can't even give you a lean. Just remember that if you're going to do it, you retweet and then reply. If you do one of those things where you, like, quote tweet with your username— you're not eligible for the draw. It's not a retweet and reply because the big thing is is when whoever's doing the picking clicks on the tweet and all the replies are just below it. If you quote tweet it, that doesn't show up so you're not going to be in the fucking draw. So give your head a shake on that. Smash the like button on the way out too. And don't be hesitating to join the Pat Mayo Experience Open next week. This week is full. There's 5,000 spots next week. Like I mentioned before, But if we don't fill it up quickly, I'm on the hook. So that's not good. And then they're going to shrink the tournament. So the more fever you can put into joining that tournament, the bigger it's going to be. So join it early, join it often. Tell some friends the best tournament on DraftKings. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off if you're going to do that. And subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. And when you do that, go rate the show five stars at the bottom of your app. Like I said, it takes less than five seconds. That is the currency, the lifeblood of this show So please, help out the show like that. Smash the like on your way out. Um, And that's the end of the questions. KJ Choi is the last one. Seems to fit pretty well. Is it the same guy in the chat who loves KJ Choi every single week? I'm going to be off 80-year-old KJ Choi this week. How about that? Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Check out all the content. From earlier in the week, the bets, the DraftKings picks, the article, the DraftKings cheat sheet, it's all up there in the description of this video and podcast. Also, UFC on Thursday, movie bracket Friday, Saturday, first look on Sunday, back to the regular format. And we have some NFL coming next week too to get you ready for early fantasy football drafts, Cuss Corner last week, and so much content for you to consume. Even if you don't want to listen to it, remember to always download it anyway, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching and asking all these fantastic questions. And even for the few of you who have the world's shittiest questions, thanks for tuning in anyway. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Have experience! Experience!